Uh, if it's your first time here, which I know some of you, it is your very first time here, and I'm so pumped. I know for some of you, it's your second time here, so obviously you're afraid. Uh, here, do me a favor. If you have your phone with you, uh, just put it on silent, leave it in your pocket because you're not going to need it today. Uh, and I don't want you to miss um, what God's going to say to us today uh, through just a very simple lesson, a lesson that I think all of us would say, man, I, I totally get that, but I don't do that in my life. It's, this, is, this, is what, this lesson, this is such a good lesson, because if you listen and really grab a hold of what God's saying in this lesson, it will absolutely affect and change the course of your entire life. You're like, the entire life that I live? Yes, the entire life you live can absolutely be changed because of what God tells us through a guy named Moses. We're going to talk about him in a couple minutes. Uh, so, uh, but if you haven't heard, uh, I'll give you a small update. Uh, me and my wife, uh, we found out the gender of our child. We found out last week. Uh, and while, uh, and it's true, while the girls may win the challenge every week, I am having a son yeah, so they can have the trophy. We're like making our own dudes, and one day we're gonna just rule, and we'll just, you know, we have to have, with me and Bert probably have, to have about 50 kids for that, but you know, we're gonna figure it out. It's gonna be great. So we're having a boy, it's gonna be awesome. We're really excited. And in addition to that, she told me recently that after the baby's born, after it's like six months, seven months old, eight months old, uh, and we move down to Irvine, we're gonna be able to get two brand new puppy labs which I'm, I know, exactly. Isn't my wife the best? It's like the gift that keeps on giving. It's so good. So I'm really excited for that. But these new things in my life, like these big news things, have really got me thinking about just everything that I have going on. You know, knowing that I'm going to be a dad makes me think of things completely differently. Makes me look at my house and, you know, it's like, is this a safe place? Like, is this a safe place to, like, for them to, like, live? Like, is it dangerous? I started to think about crazy things that I never thought of before. Like, is the school district I'm living in, like, is it a good school for my kid to go to school one day? So if we live here for a while and we go to, you know, they go to elementary school here or junior high here, is this a school that I want them to learn and is it a good school? I started to think about other things. Like, what's this going to mean, like, for me and my wife having time together? We're going to have a baby there. Are we still going to be able to go on dates? Like, is that going to still be a priority to us to have like a, a date night that we go to regularly? And then I think through, well, what are the implications for work? You know, I, I, I love the team I work with. I love doing junior high ministry with all of you. I love my life group of eighth grade boys. Uh, I, I just, I love those things. So am I going to still be able to be around as much? Uh, am I going to still be able to be as present with junior high ministry as I was before now that I'm going to have a kid? And then I started to like, think of like other things like, well, you know, what about like my, like even like my time with God? Like, am I going to be able to like be in God's word and like read and, and experience God and pray? Am I going to have the time to like have prayer life? Like when I have a kid who's like crying in the other room, am I going to be able to, you know, go and watch like, like a sports game? Am I going to be able to get my friends together and go watch a sports game and enjoy and just have fun and relax? I went out with all the guys last night. You saw my Instagram, uh, me and Adam and Robbie and Jason, we all went out and had dinner last night, just the guys together. It was awesome. Am I going to be able to have those kind of friendship moments when I have a kid at home? Like, what, what's the priority of the things in my life? And I started to think about that, and that's what I want to talk about today. How we prioritize and think about the things that are important in our life. And we're going to learn about that through a guy named Moses. Now, Moses wrote a, a portion of Psalms, and this is what he said in Psalm uh, chapter 90, verse 12. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. You know, we've talked about wisdom before. If you've been and heard the wisdom series we did, uh, wisdom is what? It's it's age, it's experience, 
it's people that it's you know when you ask the question and you know, you're always looking for like the right question of uh, of you know what's not not what the right thing to do in you know not what the wrong thing to do is what's the wise thing to do that's the right question and you know wisdom you know there's people who have wisdom that you know give us wisdom we get wisdom from God we listen to God we study God's word the Bible we pray we have, we're in a life group so we get wisdom from other people our parents our parents give us wisdom they have time they have experience so teach us God to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Because here's the thing, we're not going to live forever. We're not going to live forever. You know, I'm almost 30. It's going to be wild. My birthday's in February. Trust me, we're going to have a huge Justin 30 birthday party. It's going to be great. And Robbie's birthday is like next week, so we got to do something for him too. You know, so I'm going to be 30. If, if I live to 100, that gives me 70 more years on earth. Okay, that's that's pretty awesome. Hey, if I live to be 100, that's really good. I lost a lot of weight. I'm super healthy. I jog now and then. I lift weights. If I live to be 100 years old, three digits, that's like exciting stuff. And it's at 70 more years. But even seven more years, I'm not going to be able to do everything that I want to do. You know, you guys are in junior high. Like, you guys don't have unlimited time, in your, even in your daily schedule. We can't do everything. So how do we figure out the important things to do? When we know our days are numbered, we can't do everything, how do we decide the important things to do? Well, there's a guy named Moses, and he had an experience where he got to learn this lesson firsthand. So let me give you a little backstory, a little context. If you're taking notes, this is perfect, because if you like taking notes, this is like gonna be a note taker's lesson for sure. You're gonna love this, okay? Because this is what's happening. Exodus three, the burning bush. It's the coolest story ever. I have a tattoo of the burning bush on my arm. I'm a huge fan of the story of the burning bush. Moses walking around, shepherding animals, sees in a cave, this light's happening. What's going on? Walks in, and there, in the midst of just nothing, is just this random bush sitting there, like in, in this cave, and it's on fire, but it's not burning. And Moses is looking, and he's like, what is this? And he walks closer, and hears a voice that says, take off your sandals, for you're standing on holy ground. Because that little flame, the burning bush that actually wasn't burning, that was the presence of God. And he was talking to Moses. Now imagine if you walked like into your backyard and there's a burning bush there and you're like, what's up with this burning bush? This is weird. And you walk by it and it's like, take off your sandals, take off your Nikes, you're living, take off your Tory Birch flats. You are standing on holy ground. And it's like, whoa, you'd be totally freaked out. And then God says something incredible. He says this, I have something I want you to do. Only you can do it, and I want you to do it. I want you to go do this thing. Now, for Moses, this thing was going to Egypt and freeing the slaves, and that's what he did. He went to Egypt. The, the Israelites were there. They were enslaved for 400 years, and he went to Pharaoh, and he said, I, we, we need to let our people go. And God told me, he sent me, Pharaoh wasn't for it, and that's where you got all the plagues. Like, there was 10 of them, one after another after another, and after the 10th one, Pharaoh finally said, okay, you can take them. Get out of here. Go. And Moses did. And they travel and they leave and you know, it, then they start chasing them and the water. If you've seen the movie Prince of Egypt, it's basically that. It's so good. And the water is up and there's, you know, and then the water falls down on them and they're kind of going forward and they, they just keep moving, which takes us to chapter 18. Now in chapter 18, they've now found their place. Uh, they're there, they're, they're living, and it, but there's, uh, there's an issue actually. See, the issue is that people uh, are not able to discern what the right thing to do is. They, they don't know how to uh, decide, you know, grievances. If people, you know, have a, a disagreement, how to settle that. Like, there's no law 
There's no rules. There's no, you know, at your school, you guys have like a principal probably, and they kind of enforce the rules of your school. Like if you break the rules or you have a teacher, so if you cheat, you get in trouble. Like there was no one there who was able to be a wise judge in this area because they spent the last 400 years doing what? Being slaves. And when you're a slave, you don't make your own decisions. They make them for you. So these people have this new freedom they have no idea of law. They have no idea of how to settle disputes or disagreements. And they were looking for someone to lead them and help them. And who did they look to? Well, they looked to Moses. They looked to the guy that just freed him from slavery. And this is what happens in verse 13. The next day, Moses took a seat to serve as a judge for the people. They stood around him from morning till evening. So that's a long day. Like imagine the sun rising and you sitting in a chair and then being there all day just talking to people one after another, and the sun sets, and you're still sitting in that chair. It's a really long day. When his father-in-law, verse 14, saw this, saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, what is this you are doing for the people? Why do, you sit, why do you alone sit as a judge while all these people stand around you from morning till evening? So he's asking, and this is important, I want you to write this up. He's asking two very important questions. Here's the very first important question. What are you doing? And here's the second one. Why are you doing it this way? So if you are a human being, at some point, which everyone in the room is a human being, at some point, a parent or a teacher or a life group leader or a pastor or whoever has looked at you after you're doing something and said, what are you doing? Why are you doing it this way? Now, it could be anything. And maybe sometimes it's like, you know, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Because, you know, this, this doesn't look like it's working. This looks great. Why are you doing what you're doing? And why are you doing it this way? See, because Jethro, his father-in-law, noticed something very important. He noticed that there was an issue. Well, well what's the issue? What's Jethro noticing that, that's prompting him to ask a question that we've probably heard people ask us? What are you doing? Why are you doing it this way? Obviously, it frustrated Jethro. He was confused by it. And we actually go a little further in verse uh, 17. This is what it says. Moses' father-in-law replied, "What? no, go back. Go back again and go back one more. Moses' father-in-law replied, what? Are you doing, uh, what you are doing is not good. You have all these people who come to you will only hear, uh, will only wear yourselves out. Let's do that again. You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy. You can't handle it alone. Listen now to me and I will give you some advice and may God be with you. So here's a, this is an important moment. Moses is there, his father-in-law is there. His father-in-law says, this is the thing, you, you are wearing yourself out. You are going, you're just going from morning till night. You're the only person doing it. What are you doing? Why are you doing it this way? There's an issue here. You're gonna wear yourself out. You're gonna wear everyone else out. You're not setting your priorities correctly. You're just, you're just, you're going, 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 but you're not spending time to listen. So Jethro, his father-in-law says, I want you to listen to me. So here's a question for you guys. Do you have a Jethro in your life? And secondly, are you willing to have a Jethro in your life? So think about this. Do you have a Jethro in your life? Is there someone that is in your life? Maybe it's a parent. Maybe it's a friend, like a really good friend. Maybe it's a life group leader, a pastor, uh, a teacher. Is there someone in your life who, who you give the permission to be honest with you? Someone who, if they see like, you know, what are you doing? Why are you doing it this way? Someone who, if they spoke up into your life and said, hey, what, what's going on with you? What, what's that? Why are you doing like that you would be willing to listen to them? You know, and 
Are you willing to have someone like that in your life if you don't? If you're thinking, no, no, I got all the answers. I got it figured out. I, I'm good. Well, then you're not willing to have a Jethro in your life. You're not willing to have someone in your life who can be honest with you. But we all need people in our lives who are honest with us, people who care about us, who are willing to tell us maybe what we don't want to hear, but what we need to hear. You know, Moses responded uh, this way in verse 20. Uh, or this is what Jethro said in verse 20. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to him. Now, this is important. These are some big words because this is what he explains to Moses to do in this situation where he's the only one that the people are coming to. This is what he says to do. Teach them his decrees and instructions. Show them the way they are to live and how they are to behave. But select, so find some people, Select capable men from the people, men who fear God, trustworthy, who hate dishonest gain, and appoint them. So appoint means like put them in charge. So find these guys, appoint them, put them in charge as uh, them as officials over thousands and hundreds and fifties and tens. Have them serve, serve the people. You know, in student leadership, we talk about a group of students serving like Jesus, fearlessly changing the world. That's what student leadership's all about. We believe in serving. We, you know, our with others, we love doing with others serves with Mexico. We love doing with others serves with UCP, with Santa Ana, uh, doing the homeless ministry, serving Chile. If you're in a life group, you've done a with others serve with, with your group because we believe in serving. Jethro believes in serving. Find guys that you can put in charge who will serve the people as judges for the people at all times. But have them bring, no, no, go back. Have them bring, have them bring, uh, where was I? But have them bring every difficult case to you. The simple cases, they can decide themselves. So let them figure out the little things themselves. They will make your load lighter because they will share it with you. So they will share the load. You don't have to do it by yourself. Give priorities to this. Let people do what they do. You, you have them bring the difficult stuff to you. Free you up to do things, Moses. If you do this, God so commands, you will be able to stand the strain and all these people will go home satisfied. So it's going to help the people. It's going to love the people better. This is what Moses says in response to this, verse 24. Moses listened to his father-in-law. So he listens. This is a good thing. He heard wise counsel from someone who cared about him, someone in his life that he gave permission to speak honestly. I hope we have people in our lives that we give permission to speak honestly to us. So he listened to this wise advice from his father-in-law and did everything he said. He chose capable men from all of Israel, made them leaders of the people, officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties. They served as judges for the people at all times. The difficult cases they brought to Moses, but the simple ones they decided themselves. All right, think about this. Think about this. Think about if in junior high, it was, it was just one person who did everything. Okay, think about that. And I love junior high ministry. I love JHM. I love all of you. But imagine if I said, you know what? I want it to be like, I want to run everything. I want to do everything. So, you know, it, you know, leaders, having leaders are great. But, you know, I really want to be next. To, I want to sit next to all the students. I want to worship with the students. So we don't really need leaders. I'm going to do that. I'm going to be a leader. And, you know, we look at life groups. And who's in a life group? All right, who's not in a life group? Put your hand in. And not in a life group, but they're like, I'd like to be in a life group. I'm very interested in signing up. All right, you guys need to stop at the wall and grab a flyer on your way out. But imagine if I said, you know what? I, because I love life groups so much, I want to be every kid's life group leader. So, you know, obviously we can't pack it all in one day, so we're just going to do life groups seven days a week at different times, and I'm going to do all the boys' life groups, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, every single group, and I'm going to do all the girls' life groups. We'll all get together and paint our nails 
and we'll all we'll talk about boys. Dude, I know a ton about boys. I am a boy, so we can talk about that. And like, and that's what we're gonna do. And you know, our staff, we have great staff, but you know what? We're just gonna we're gonna get rid of the staff. It actually, I'm gonna do everything. I'm gonna do the program in the weekend, I'm gonna plan our events, I'm gonna do student leadership, I'm gonna be involved in student leadership. You know what, Jason, thanks for everything you do. We actually don't need you anywhere. I'm actually gonna lead the band now. Yeah. I'm gonna sing. No, and we're gonna do oceans like every weekend. That's all we're gonna do. Just three songs of oceans every week. You think that's a bad idea? All right, maybe we'll keep you. See, because listen, that sounds crazy, right? Like if I was to say I'm gonna do everything and I'm not gonna find anyone to help me, that sounds nuts. See, for Moses, he wasn't prioritizing his time. He made everything the most important thing. So here are some of the things that that Moses. And this is important questions to ask. See, Moses, he listened to wise advice. And Moses set priorities. So here's, a, here, are you guys willing to listen to wise advice? If someone came to you and said, hey, listen, this is what I'm seeing in your life. You know, I, I want to be able to be honest with you, but I don't want your feelings getting hurt. And I want to be, and listen, you can't give that kind of permission to everyone. Everyone, can, because if everyone has that permission, then no one really has the permission. Like, it can't all be equal. Like, there are people, like, you have, like, your best friends, the people that you're really, really close with. Like, you have people that you know, like, you see them, you follow them on Instagram, you kind of know them. Like, you have the people that you just know, like, you just know their first name at school. Like, we sit in class together, maybe we're on a sports team together. But, but we don't have that close friendship. For the people who have those close, deep BFF friendships, they should have the permission to be able to be honest with you. If they show they're a good friend who cares about you and... They should have that permission. And we have to set priorities. Setting priorities sometimes is the hardest thing ever because we have the stuff that's really important to us and then we have the stuff that we spend our time on. See, so you know, let's think for a second. If we were to name some of the, most, the biggest priorities in our life, and, I, and we talked about this in life groups, uh, or I mean in breakout groups, you know, here are the things, some of the things that I heard. And if you agree or disagree, I just want you to raise your hand if you agree or disagree. You know, one of the things that I heard, uh, I heard that uh, like best friends is a priority. So best friends in your life, you know, the people that you're really close with, like that's a big priority in your life. The, the people that really know you, really care about you. Uh, I heard uh, that God, for a lot of people, they want God to be a big priority in their life. That God is a big part of their life. It's a priority in their life. They're going to make, they want to make time for God. Like if they were to ask, what are the top three things, three big priorities in your life? They would say best friends, really close friendships, and God's a really big priority. And then the other kids, the other students I had uh, said that family was a big priority. Family was a huge priority. So, you know, they, you know, have like their mom and dad, their brothers and sisters, like those, those family, that was a big priority to them. So they put those three things as big priorities. And then there's kind of like a second level of priorities. And, you know, what do you think maybe a second level of priorities is? Maybe, you know, school is a second level. What do you think is sports or a second level of priority? Listen, I think sports are important. Do I think sports are the most important? I don't think sports are the most important, but I think sports are important. Uh, I think school is important. I don't think school is the most important. I don't think it's more important than family and, and really close friendships and God. But I think school is really important. What else do you guys think is important? Eating bananas. Eating bananas. <laughs> it, it is important. Maybe it's not the, like the second most important. Maybe it's like the third most important thing. So we'll just put bananas on here, okay? Bananas. Yeah, bananas, bananas. Uh, what else? What do you guys think for like the second or third, like maybe like priorities, the most important thing? What do you think? Health. I think health is pretty important. I think I'm going to put health on here. You know, being healthy, taking care of yourself. It's not more important than God. You know, God's really important. And really close friendships, knowing people, that's really, that's really important. Family is really important. But health, that's pretty important too. It's a pretty important thing. What else? What do you got? Life. Just living life is pretty important. 
All right, just living a fun life and, and think, you know, that's a pretty important thing. I'll put that on here. Where do we put bananas? Let's just put life on here, life in general. Do you know what else I'd put on here? I think, like, I think, like, your phone, like, is maybe not the most important, it's not the second most important. I think phone, I mean, having a phone, you know, being on you know, social media, being on Instagram. Oh, Insta I love Instagram. I'm on Instagram. So Instagram, so, like, social media and, you know, e you know electronics. So we're just going to put electros and, you know, phones and, you know, what else? What else would you put? Happiness, where would you put that? Like most important, second most important, third, where would you put that? Second, yeah, I think being happy is pretty important. I'll put happiness on here. What else, anything else? Anything else you guys would put on here? What would you put on there in the back? Huh? A home, a place to live, and you, that's an important thing. I'll put that on here, home. Anything else, things that we do, things that we spend our time doing. What would you say? Hobbies. Listen, I think hobbies are important. Would you, I'll put them on here. You know, the things we do, our hobbies, that's pretty important. Take some of our time. All right, anything else? What do you got? Music. Music. Where would you put that? Like second most important to you, third most? Would you say it's the most important thing? Where would you put that? Second most important, music. All right, I'll put music on here. All right. Now, here's the thing. I think this is a pretty, this is a pretty good list, okay? Here's the thing. Uh, you know what else I'll put on here? I think uh, friends can go on here. All right, Friends. Uh, I think like clubs, like things, not just sports, but like if you do music and or if you dance, you do ballet or do some other kind of dance. You do like uh, like what else do they they do like concerts or you're in a band or you know surfing can go on there. Surfing, like skateboarding, like those things are important. So it's not just sports, but it's like those things that are important. Okay, here's what we do though. Here's what we do. Here's what we do. Usually, if you think about the amount of time you spend though. You know, I think of the amount of time I spend watching movies or sitting on my phone. Think about the amount of time you spend on your phone. You play with that little ball thing with the string on it. You know, boys, you're just like, you're, yeah, yeah, okay, listen. And you think about that, and here's what we do. We usually take the stuff that maybe isn't the most important. It's not the second most important. It's usually like the third most important. And if this is our life, so this is us. This is our time. This is our priorities. This is what we do. This is what we do. We take it and we make this the first thing that we put in. The first thing we do when we wake up in the morning is, you know, we read uh, all about, uh, you know, the, uh, we grab our phones and we read what's happening in life. Maybe, you know, I ask you guys to put your phones in your pocket. Maybe some of you, you're freaking out right now. You're like, I haven't looked at my phone. It's been, uh, it's been almost 15 minutes and, and the world, things are happening in the world and I'm missing it and you're just losing your mind because, you know, we spend a lot of time with that. Most of us then will take, you know, sports or, you know, just being happy, you know, whatever. What else is on here? Friends, you know, you know music. Whatever. And we, we say that those are really important things. We spend a lot of time in sports. Like, that takes a big priority or dance or music. And so we make that, like, our big priority, and we put that's the second thing. And here's the thing, because everything's got to fit. Everything's got to fit. So then when it comes time to put, you know, family in there, uh, you know, when it comes time to put, like, you know, God in there, uh, when it comes time to put, like, our close friends in there, Here's the thing, it doesn't, it just doesn't all fit. It's just, our life, we just don't have enough time to do all these things because we don't prioritize things the right way. We do all the other stuff first before we ever make time for our close friends or make time for family or make time for God. You know, what if we did things differently? You know, what if we did things the way Jethro recommended we do things? That we, we set priorities, we make real priorities, and we set them from the very beginning. We say what's important. Well, let's say that we said, you know, God and family. Let's say we said God was a really important thing. And instead of being the last thing that goes in, it's the first thing that goes in. When you wake up in the morning, instead of running to your phone, you just, your Bible's sitting next to your bed. And you just open it up. And you don't have to read, like, a bunch of stuff, but you just open it up and you just read a little bit. Just read a couple verses. Just read a chapter. You know, time with like really close friends, the people that are allowed to speak truth into your life. 
We, we put that in there. We make sure we make time for really good friends. And then family. Like, we make family time a priority, so we put that in here, too. Then let's say we take all that other stuff, you know, sports, listen, sports are important, you know, uh, the, our interests, you know, music, like, you know, friends, maybe not the close, close friends, but those things are important. You know, it's not more important than life groups or being connected to life groups, it's not more important than our time with God or family, but let's say we put that in here too. So this is all like the sports stuff, all those things, so let's say, you know, we did that and, and and let's say, because having a phone's important and technology and being connected, those things are important. Those things that maybe didn't make like the top important lists, they're still important things. So we take that and we try and get it and we try and fit it all in there. And it's, it's sometimes it's, we're worried to see if it's all going to fit or not. But then we find out that it does. We find out that, that, and this is important, we find out that when we set priorities, it's not just a random thing, but when we set priorities, it gives us a plan for our life. When we set priorities, it gives us a plan for our life. Listen, I want everything to fit. I don't want it overflowing. We have to prioritize differently for that, just like Moses did. So I'm going to invite the band back up. We're going to do a song. We're going to worship together. Oh, I love worshiping together. But I want you guys to think about this. Make sure you have it written down, and don't worry about your Bibles or any of your stuff. You can leave that stuff. But I want to make sure you have this written down, and I want you to talk about this with your parents or with that really close friend that can be honest with you. Because when we set priorities, it gives us a really clear plan for our life. So band, you guys are awesome. I would this thing is broken, I think. I want you guys to all stand up with me. We're going to worship together. So thank you all for being here. Jason, are you ready, my very good friend? Just about ready. Okay, so leave your Bibles where they are. Everyone, come head toward the stage with me. And if you're not in a life group, I'd love to talk to you about being in a life group after this. I think it'll be great. Jason, my friend, go ahead. Take it away.